Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Caspi Griffin. Very nice. We are also joined by a very special guest today, one Eric E.T. Tyler. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. Oh, thank you very much for coming on. Eric uh, was a long, was a longtime Canastota resident. Are you now in Maryland, Eric? Is that correct? Uh, Southeast Pennsylvania. Southeast Pennsylvania. Yes. All right. Close. You know? Close. So like outside of Philly. Yeah. So not too far outside of Philly. Nice. All right. Like King yeah. of Prussia. Not, yeah. Not far is, from King of Prussia. It, exactly. It, is, the, is that full in Pennsylvania terri- territory? You know, it's not, but I, uh, you know, I think Pennsylvania is more of like the southwest middle of the state, I'd say. Okay. But, uh, you know, I would, I would claim the, to be Pennsylvania, and I'd, I'd imagine. Do, do you, do you live closer to the Gooch than the actual Pennsylvania? Yes, I uh, okay. have actually seen the straw strawberry drop in Harrisburg. <laughs> Pennsylvania is pretty much New York, by the way. I just want to point out yes. to everyone. It's yeah. just New York State. But, but, no, but slightly no more difference. Amish, right? Yeah, we have, I mean, you guys are getting a lot of Amish up there too, but Pennsylvania is literally just, it's just New York. There's no what's, difference. What's the strawberry it's, drop? It's, it's new. So I, in the in Harrisburg, oh, really? Okay. In Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> which is the capital of Pennsylvania, um, every New Year's, Instead of a ball dropping, a strawberry drops. It's a giant strawberry. Oh. <laughs> Vaguely, this sounds familiar, but uh, I'll have to check that out. I almost sure. got killed at a bar called the G- the Gingerbread Man, or also <laughs> called the G Man. If that shithole is still open, I heard, but hope it burns to the ground. Oh my lord! I, who hangs out at a place called the Gingerbread Man? A lot of that? fucking shady fucking townies. That's who. <laughs> you gotta love it. Yeah, I was thinking about Harrisburg's you know, Maz and Paz. It's 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 an ups, It's like just a bigger <laughs> version of fucking Mon Paz, essentially. <laughs> Which is Every no longer Mon Paz. That's right. It's it's. I actually don't know what the new the new Mon Paz is called. It's um. I believe it's the 1954 Tavern now. Nineteen fifty four. Yeah, I believe so. I might have is the nice. relevance to that number. Um, probably, <laughs> probably. Nice I name. don't know what it is, but probably. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. It's 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 actually it's the actual age that the average customer could first legally drink. Probably true. <laughs> hey, we've all had some great times there. I'm sure. Much uh, much furniture was destroyed. Yes, well, the one and only time I've ever been there. <laughs> That was the second time I tried to go there. And, and, and actually, the second time was the charm. The first time I attempted to walk into Mon Paz, uh, I was kicked out before I even stepped foot in the bar. <laughs> but now, 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 you're, now you're kicked out forever. But now there's new owners. So maybe, maybe, it, maybe it reset. No, I, I mean, I made it in after that. But No, no, I'm, sa- I'm saying now you're ki- after, after the last event, you're kicked out forever That's, unless yes. the new owners don't have notes. That's true. That's true. Clean slate. <laughs> all right we're gonna get this show on the road we got a little uh we, we take a little time with the intro but uh, actually before i do that shit 
I had like a timer, like ready to ready to go, right? Like, <laughs> and now I fucking don't because I'm a clown. But all right, I got a timer now. Here we go. <laughs> we're doing a lie. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna do this rapid fire thing again this week. Um, I'm gonna go through five topics, five minute max. So when I give you the bell, we're gonna have to finish it up and go to the next topic. Alrighty. So the first topic um, is Walmart stealing from us now uh, due to a uh, a quote unquote coin shortage. <laughs> yeah, and and not in other other metaphoric terms. So a news story came out uh, last week, I believe, where uh, someone was making a purchase at Walmart. Uh, it looks like they were purchasing Cheetos and some candy. And the total um, came to less than a dollar. Uh, the patron gave two dollars, and then kind of sent them on the their way. And I'm not sure if the patron didn't realize it at first or was kind of confused. But they looked at their receipt and it said that the 63 cents uh, that they were due back in cash and change was a quote unquote donation. Um, and apparently, what they're doing is. Uh, they're either donating it or they're putting it on a, like a Walmart like debit card and they're not giving the money back. And I believe part of the excuse is a coin shortage uh, due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, which I've heard in other places. Um, but I've, I've run into this situation um, where people like, like business have asked for change. Like if you have change, please give it to us. If not, please use your card because they're very short on change. Um, but I kind of feel like if they don't tell you about it and just donate it, uh, it's kind of like stealing. Um, it's exactly like stealing because you're owed money back and they're not giving it to you. And I think it's kind of super fucking shady. Shocker, Walmart's being shady. That they're the only like recourse you have is on a Walmart debit card essentially forcing you to spend that that the remainder of whatever money you, you had there at Walmart. I know it's just change, so it's probably like not... A massive deal and you know if you shop at wall if you're a regular shopper at walmart it's definitely not a big deal because you'll use it again right but for somebody that's just there grabbing like some candy or some odds and ends and they don't maybe they don't really shop at walmart due to political reasons or moral reasons and whatnot um it's kind of fucked up so guys what do you think this is the first i'm hearing about coin shortage but i just find it crazy that uh <laughs> like it doesn't make much sense to me uh, you know, Walmarts are already terrible, as you said, but, uh, to deny someone their change back is just a ludicrous, uh, ludicrous thing. My question is, um, why do we even have change in the first place? Shouldn't we just get rid of change altogether? Actually? Pretty good question. Actually. I was hearing, I was listening, watching a Brit, um, or actually a, a, a Scottish man, um, talk about, um, some, some things he didn't understand about the United States, uh, on a YouTube video. Um, and one of the things he mentioned is our is our change. He doesn't understand why we have like like these five cent coins and these ten cent coins and these one cent coins and these twenty five <laughs> cent coins. He's like, why do you have so many damn coins? So yeah, maybe maybe this is a sign that we need to just it's get rid of change altogether. Well, you know that, but that that means that effectively we have to go to the whole digital only payment system. So. And they'll be hell to pay because how are you how are you supposed to how are you supposed to hide money or stash money or you know because at that point at that point you get the Bitcoin problem which is that everybody knows what everybody's done 
But so um, this coin shortage. I, I, I think we might have a delay going on. I'm sorry, Gunner. No, I didn't mean to talk you just. Over you. No, I, I guess. And besides, if we get rid of coins, how will you know the joy of paying for a Denny's bill by throwing a stack of Sacagawea dollars on the table <laughs> like a goddamn Spanish pirate? That's true. <laughs> Like the blooms. <laughs> yes. Just... <laughs> oh, I like it. I like the flash so, metaphor. So I like the how, how, how can a shortage actually occur? I mean, I don't. Is everyone just keeping coins right now because they're I have stuck fucking home and no idea. Banks? Like, how could you possibly have yeah, a shortage? Is it like toilet paper and it's just a mystery and nobody knows why there's a shortage? Is it because well, the excess pennies? Well, I I want I'm wondering if it's a sanitization thing because like I, I've, I mean like, w have you gotten an old twenty dollar bill? Like how many old twenty dollar bills have you gotten out of an ATM machine in the last? Yeah, none. Um, three, they're all months. brand new. So I wouldn't be surprised if if they're not if the if it's not getting washed, it's getting destroyed. But because you know the other thing is is that um, you know they you know conspiracy minded aside. They might be trying to do the Zimbabwe thing where if they get rid of physical currency and go to digital only, they can kind of set the value of it on the fly. And it, they're, they're not the first, you know, that wouldn't be the first time that something like that got proposed. It's just usually it was, you know, what is it? The the Amero, they used to call it, wasn't that the, like they wanted to do the common coin between Canada and Mexico as part of NAFTA, but. And, and Walmart has come back on this with an official statement saying that, that it's not their policy to steal your money or or or, or to donate it, or change that or 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 to steal or to steal your overtime, but they sure as shit used to do it on a regular <laughs> or, basis. Yeah. Or to uh, fill out um and apply for and successfully receive uh life insurance and, policies, life insurance policies. Your employees without <laughs> notifying employees. them. <laughs> All right, that's Associate. five minutes. They're not that's they're associates. They're not employees. That's true. That's five minutes. Next uh, topic, uh, I believe, uh, this coming Friday. Um, oh, fuck. The guy from Tesla. Here we go. My brain is a fucking <laughs> space peanut spinning on the earth. Oh, there you go. Elon Musk. There he is. I plucked it out. Elon Tusk. <laughs> Elon Musk um, says he's going to have a, a, a neural net demonstration, is what it sounded like, at least some sort of a breakthrough. Um, I don't remember who's taking that on, but uh, please start talking about it. Oh, so you know, and and his uh, big portfolio techs, you know, to 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 get human beings off planet, you know, and and to fight our upcoming AI overlords. Uh, Neuralink is that one, the one project that he, he or the company that he started that was supposed to do the brain direct brain interface slash brain augmentation things. But uh, you know, they've been talking it up. He. He, he's, you know, he's had some stuff slip, but it seems to be on kind of the same timeline as SpaceX and Tesla, where like, you know, they said like they're gonna they're gonna ship a product, or you know, they're gonna they're gonna demo a product within a certain amount of time, and he he's committed to doing something this Friday. So I mean, like they they had said that like the the initial one is that they were looking at doing um like. The at least the thing that had been talked about was that uh, supposedly they were going to demo having Spotify stream directly into your uh, ear, which sounded your like ear. a cochlear implant. 
but this sounds like they may actually be doing direct IO into someone's brain. Like he's been wearing it for a while audio. though, right? Can I ask Well, you? I mean not not him, but a whole bunch of people. But yes. Hmm. What ahead, are the Mike. odds that in <laughs> some like futuristic dystopian like Robocop esque scene, someone just starts shitting themselves and stabbing themselves in the head with a pen saying, Kill it, kill it, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> the demo goes well, wrong, or somebody hacks it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're you're assuming that the Neuralink will allow you to to self harm. It's like a Terminator. You can't you can't self terminate. True. You you know, it, it, it's really really the trick is is that it's it's the biggest con he's ever pulled because the 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 trick is is that it's not to make things so humans can interface with computers it's that it's really expensive to make humanoid robots so you just you just like uh get Neuralink in and uh imagine that they just like Neuralink's real purpose was just to send everyone to fucking happy land matrix whilst your body just toils away yeah did you ever did everybody ever see the movie mars but we don't because we just have (laughs) Neuralinks in our head actually that was uh you know um gunny your mic is getting real hot Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, no, I'm also perform. I'm I'm performing oral on it. Ah, fair um, enough. But if you ever saw the the USA remake of Life uh, Life on Mars, that's actually literally the pl- spoilers. That's actually literally the plot. Is the guy is in hypersleep, and he's like having moment because like the original British one, he's in a coma, and he thinks yeah. he's in 1972. But in the American one is that he's actually like in like hypersleep, like an alien or something like that. And they're just piping this scenario into his brain to keep it active. There was a, he's failed, like physically... on a trip to Mars. There's a failed uh, what is the overall show with a similar plot. What was um, that? Neuralink? Was, yeah. Like what's 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 the like his benefit? Like what's the overall goal and the benefits of this is like, well, are they so? So the 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 big thing with Neuralink is one, um, they want to be able to make a general um, interface device so that your brain can, can directly communicate and interact with a computer. Uh, Elon says that actually his end goal is he wants to do human intelligence augmentation so we can kind of keep up if uh, an AI comes into being. So that you know, like the, basically, instead of seeing us as a competitor. We can kind of, or we can kind of keep up with it. The, the sales but, pitch um, is that is that you can only put so much data into a computer, and a data can only, or a computer can only put so much data into you because the way that we interact with it is based on methods like reading a book or or writing. Um, whereas there's, he believes there's other ways that you can get these ideas. So you can actually download information into your brain faster. And likewise, you can upload information from your brain into the computer faster. Um, if you had this electronic interface. Um, so yeah, that's the idea. Um, h- how much of it like actually takes over your sensor senses and you can actually consume that's, that's what we're going to be finding out on Friday. And I'm excited. Yeah. I'm right. really excited for VR porn. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to uh, be the first like dude bro to like connect with a friend and while I'm taking a shit like a real nasty Taco Bell one. <laughs> and they get to and you like have to hear it like you you can't turn it off you just have to experience it. But 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 wait it's it would be That's even great. better because because sometimes it's a satisfying feeling you can share that with them. Are you imagine somebody that's constipated and you share that feeling with them? Wait. 
Wait, wait. Are you mentally pooping back and forth forever? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just a boomerang. It's just the boomerang effect in my mind. It's oh in there. It's God. out there. It's in there. It's out there. Okay, that's it. Five minutes. Next one. AI deserving of patents. Um, Trace or Gunner? Who's talking about that? It's me. All right, so, Trace, um, go set it off. Yeah, so um, Discord was having some issues. It looks like we're all coming back online now. There we go. I'm here. Here we go. Yeah, Discord just shit its pants. We all dropped. Let me reset the timer. Here? Hold on. Let me reset the timer. Are you, are you, yep. are you really here? <laughs> or are you are just neuralinking really us? He's neuralinking for sure. Show me your turds, yeah, bro. Yeah. In my mind, show me your he, turds. Yeah. Or, 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 or actually, so you can't say it's vanilla sky, but is it? Is it? Is it? Is it chocolate is it, sky. Chocolate rain. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate rain. rain. Okay. Okay, right, guys. Trace, guys, starting we, over. We got, yeah, we got to start the topic over. I got to okay, cut go, all that out. Go, 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 go. So apparently, um, <laughs> apparently, a guy feels that um, what an artificial intelligent program that he wrote uh, called Dabus. <laughs> terrible name um davis is supposed is is the rightful owner um patent owner for two patents that this man has has filed now first i want to point out that a man did file these patents right <laughs> davis didn't file them uh davis just came up with the inventions um he calls davis a creativity engine and what i find even stranger is the items that Davis invented. Uh, one of them is like a a plastic tray, I believe. Uh, I, I'm really sucking at reading this article. Um, but so th the argument is, is the patent office says that a patent must be attributed to a human. Um, and the inventor is coming back saying, no, this was created. This invention was created by a computer and the computer is actually the rightful owner because the computer created it. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> the, the, the first artificially, uh, artificial intelligent computer, um, created something which they've been creating things right along here but now a man believes that the that the ai program deserves um uh ownership of the patent and not himself did the did this thing come up with everything all by itself or did he influence you know what i mean like did he influence it, anything like that yeah so it it's he calls them a neural network, but essentially, yes, he has to train it, right? You have to train the computer in order computer. for the computer to produce output, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it it absolutely required his his input. I mean, it required his it required him to actually right. do the filing, right? It's not like the computer reached out to a lawyer and said, you know, please do this filing for me. It was a human that decided that this was innovative um, and that this needed to be filed. So, you know, it's kind of like if my and I hate to put it this way. But if my cat invented something, would my cat be entitled to that patent filing, or would 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 I be the one, right? Um, and, and and furthermore, like you, the patent is really intended to protect the invention, right? To protect it for a certain amount of time. To protect the so inventor, can, his yeah. personal, his his intellectual property, correct? Right. So that so that someone else can't profit off of an idea that you invented. So. Right. Or, or, or you can at least license that idea to them. So how could you ever, how could the, the, the U.S. Patent Office ever grant that to someone who's not a person? Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the I, computers? I don't, so I think like, Gunnar, correct me if I'm wrong, but as our kind of black ops expert, expert uh, as far as like intelligence communities, if, if any type of 
program or like neural network that someone had created like went sentient and just said fuck your inputs i'm going to start inventing my own shit wouldn't that get kind of like snatched up by the government in a second oh yeah i mean like the government does it for existing inventions on a regular basis as is i mean there's there's a bunch of guys who died very destitute because they invented a really crazy thing and the u.s government just took it for military applications like my argument, I guess, is I don't think we're there yet. Like, if if something didn't need any type of input and actually gained sentience, I think we're at like a. I think the patents are probably the last thing. I think we're probably gonna have a conversation on. No, that's, okay. What that's, do we consider this? Why, like, is this is this a person? Is this a being? Like, and what tests do I have why, to pass? That's why you need Neuralink so you can imprison the AI <laughs> in a, a a a shit engine, as it were. <laughs> We just we'll just keep it in the person that they've got to like fight yes. it off. Yes. Well, actually, that, yeah. That's that's the trick is that it's not it's not it's not to speed us up. It's to slow the AIs down. Yeah, like it'll become like some weird like religious cult like from like Warhammer 40k where you'll just have like psychers attached to this like AI just fighting to keep it imprisoned. That's right, actually sorry, metal. We, we that's that no that that's metal is all hell. <laughs> but. Every once in a while, something go haywire, and one will get possessed and fucking gank itself in the neck. Ah, put it in the next psyker. Attach him. It 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 just immolates itself, <laughs> or just yeah, or just a person a person just spontaneously catches on fire. Was this not the plot of like Bicentennial Man, that movie with Robin Williams? No, that was the, well. He wanted to make he wanted to he wanted to make himself more like human. Yeah, that was just, more like him, so they would recognize. That was just right. electronic yeah. Pinocchio. Is all that was. <laughs> I'm a real old man. It's a struggle to piss, just like every old man. All right, next topic. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, the Democratic Party finally um, encouraging accepting. Uh, nuclear power as a viable uh, energy uh, resource. Um, well, there, there's, there's, there's two things about this. Give it, give it to us, Gunner. Give them to us. Well, one, um, you know, because California is kind of dealing with this, dr- this drama right now. Um, renewal, so you, basically you have two types of electricity that go into the system you have what they call dynamic and base load and base load is like okay we need we you know like this is this is the juice on average that we need to keep all the lights on and the water pumps and the fans and everything like that and you have dynamic load with okay everybody just got home and turned on their lights for the night or you know like it's we're in the middle of a heat wave and air conditioning has gone up like 30 40 percent and how do we ha- how do we handle that? And California decommissioned a bunch of their coal and nuclear plants when they went to renew like their one their green initiative. But the problem is is that they don't have enough they don't have enough base load aside from that. And you know like because renewables kind of have violent swings because if it's solar. You know if the sun's blocking off the freaking the, the the efficiency trails off real big. You know real real fast and if it's windy you know if it's wind power you got to have wind and if it's not windy then you're sol 
if, a but, side side question, Gunner, um, and you yeah. can continue. Is it also, and then maybe this was true 15, 20 years ago and not the case, is it also a little bit significantly more difficult to store uh, renewable energy as well? Well, I mean, other other than, like, if you want to do a Tesla-style uh, power bank or whatever, yeah. I mean, like, you know, the, the, you have two options, which is, that, like, you pressurize gas underground like a salt mine or you, you pump water behind a dam and pick up from there. But, yeah, you, I guess the thing is, if you want to dump a bunch of carbon into the, into the atmosphere, nuclear is really the only thing that we have at the moment that can kind of meet that scale. Fair enough. Like 800-something megawatts. Um, the other thing is that the there is no such thing as the Democratic Party. There is uh, Reichen Party and Demo- er, er, uh, Republican Light, i.e. The, <laughs> the, 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 the Democratic Party at this point. <laughs> it's like all the all the all the Reagan Republicans kind of moved over to the the, 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 the new Democratic Party and all of well, I guess I guess we're doing this. Uh, stayed with the grand old party, as it were. It is fucking crazy. Like all the like the old Bush guys are like, yeah, no, this guy's even too dark for us. Like we're not fucking touching it. It's like yes, yeah, pretty, like that's... no, we want we wanted to rule the world, but the the predicate concept is um, w- there actually has to be a world for us to rule. So uh, yeah, we should probably like that. We're at like an eleven. <laughs> we need to be at like a seven, maybe a six point five. You know, that 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 black heart that black heart's got a beat, but it can't be too fast. No, it'll uh, it'll just bl- it'll blow up the Grinch. Too bad. <laughs> Any other comments? I'm on the bottom if we don't. Mr. Tyler. Yeah, go ahead, E.T. No, as you say, like you were talking about, uh, yeah, some of the Republicans coming over, and I saw there was a, there's a quite a large number of them, correct, that are coming over to uh, the blue side of things. I don't know if there was an exact number on it, but I thought that was quite interesting. Um, we 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 refer to it as blurple now. <laughs> to the blurple <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's nice. I like that. Oh, God. All right. Well, if that's all you have for this topic, I'm going to move on to the next one. Three, two. I, oh, I, 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 do have, I, I do have to say this. It's funny because, oh, it's got to be at least 15 years now. But my, uh, my ex-brother-in-law ran for the House of Representatives in New York State. Like, not, not the... Not our local one, you know, went, went straight to the Fed. Oh, gee. And, uh, well, because he, fir- he had his first public speaking engagement at good old Graziano's. May you, re- may, may, may you rest in memory. You awesome, <laughs> establishment, awesome, but kind of my great uncle. Not your great uncle, the establishment itself, which smelled like a mob movie. There were probably Not good because reasons it- for that. It's you know, and I tell you, no, it's, it, it, it forever, it forever like bonded the concept of all Italian restaurants have to have carpeted walls. That way you just replace not, the carpet. Not, yeah. They're just, they're just not, it's just, it's not legit. Well that, and it, it gets that, it gets that like restaurant stink in it forever. Like not, not a bad stink. It's just like, you know, it's like, this is the, it's like you know, like you talk, you know, that whole thing where you have the apartment where it's like you have all the co- you have all the cooking smell that kind of accumulates. 
This is like good food. What happened to your brother? Somehow you managed to turn this into carpeted walls at Graziano's (laughs) restaurant. All right, maybe we're straight well, a little so, bit. So, so, no, no, no. But I, I, I get back because it was, it was one of my, my brother was like, or my brother-in-law was bullhead. My ex-brother-in-law. I got to make that very distinct. My ex-brother-in-law, X. X. Um, not that he's dead yet. Um, but um, he was all in on this. Like, you know, we're gonna have to go to all green energy and stuff like this. And like, there's these times where you know somebody is completely wrong but you're kind of it's kind of in that bro position and you don't want to like tank them but you're kind of cheering when somebody's like totally shitting on their deal (laughs) and there was this older engineer who showed up and i don't know whether he knew him from college or something like that and he was just like he was like taking him to he was you know uh, to quote the quote rocky taking him to the zoo as it were and uh I may have been slipping him extra points that he forgot while he was like kind of call it, calling calling him you know or, you know like sli- just like saying uh, like mumbling things under my breath next to him that he while picked he up was on get, while <laughs> he was having his own <laughs> organs to him in real time. Yeah. Just yeah, because it's the same problem, which is that like other so we either come up with like fusion power or something like that. Yeah. N- nuclear is pretty much the only thing that we got. That's our option. Or, so next top. Oh, go ahead. Or we live. We live in Spart. We live in Spartan contemplation, where we only have like three or four working lights in our houses, and maybe a, a like a tiny refrigerator. Can't deal with that. I need my and, Xbox. Uh, okay. <laughs> I also need my Google. Then then, then, then nuke it is. Speaking of which, uh, Google is uh, essentially taking it to. Uh, "Quote unquote higher education." Uh, Trace, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh shit! I thought you were going to do this topic. Okay, well, I told you I you go you go in up. and I'll come in over the top hard. That's yep. Nope. I I just mis- misunderstood it. My fault. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, Google has uh, has is trying to change the barrier to entry for certain types of professions, and as a result, they are launching their own certificate program and some people wonder if this is kind of the beginning of the end um, of the world as we know it (laughs) well the beginning the beginning of the end of degrees because you know there's there's the whole um there's the whole kind of stigma right now where a lot of employers won't hire you without a degree and uh, but yet there's a lot of professions where you you either don't need a degree or they claim that you need a degree, but the majority of people that actually have that position either either don't have one or they have one that's so unrelated that it could be argued um, that that it's not needed. So this is kind of where the so the article um, um, which came from Inc.com says uh, that Google will be disrupting the college degree, uh, whether or not that's that's actually going to occur. We don't know. Um, Google is calling these courses Google Career Certificates. And what they say is that they'll give you foundation skills that will help job seekers immediately find employment. <laughs> pretty vague so this is not really 
I don't want to say this is a very is a, is a truly new concept. So I'll speak to you from experience. Let's say in the food industry. So a big part of 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 you know food production is called the HACCP, which is hazard Anal- hazard analysis critical control points. Um, and there's a certificate you can get, and it, it you it costs money to get, right? It's uh, I think a HACCP course is maybe between three and five hundred dollars. Um, online and it's you really have to do it all by yourself and you really do have to do the work and it's it's a lot of time or whatnot but after getting that HACCP degree if you were also there's a there's a exam called uh, PCQI um, which a lot of like ready to eat uh, facilities um, especially like in the dairy dairy area the dairy um, industry really covet it's it's like eight hundred eight hundred dollar course um, but if you pass this course. Uh, you know your shit and you're very valuable. These are these are the these are, you know, you if you wanted to cram, you could get all this done. I mean, Jesus, you could really if you were some sort of fucking freak genius and everything made sense to you at, on the first run, which wasn't for me. Um but this these could qualify you for, you know, a, a job probably starting out between 20 and 30 dollars an hour in in the dairy industry anyway. Um and and moving you up on the on the on really on the on the the fast track to become like a supervisor and then like a manager in your uh, in your department, and I I know people have done it. So this uh, I believe Microsoft used to have like some certifications as well. Guinea had had some. Our friend uh, our friend Guinea had taken mm-hmm. some. So I don't know how new they, a concept this is. And are those just not really valued or or what? Well, they change them all the time. Is that it? Yeah. So, so Google comes and they say, um, quoting uh, Kent Walker, um, an, uh, an employee of Google, he says, a new suite of Google career certificates will help Americans get qualifications in high-paying, <laughs> high-growth job fields. No college degree required. In our own hiring, we will now treat these new career certificates as the equivalent of a four-year degree for related roles. Now, this is where it gets interesting because some of these are six-month programs. And... Yes, Google may prefer these programs because Google wrote the programs and Google is hiring these people, right? It's essentially like going through through six months of orientation for, for a role, right? Where you're training very, very specially on a role. But uh-huh. just because Google's treating them as, as, as a degree, that doesn't mean that it's going to help you anywhere else. And I think like Gunnar said, with Microsoft constantly changing their certificate program, I have a feeling that Google is going to need to as well. So how do we? How does anyone know that paying for these certificates is going to help you wow. find a job anywhere besides Google? So I, pulled- I think the more important... Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, the more important question is, are you going to have to pay a 30% fee? For uh, for uh, any 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 job that you get as a result of their uh, of their education. What do you mean by thirty percent fee? Oh, you mean like the tax that they charge at the Play Store? <laughs> um, now another another uh, company's coming out and they're saying uh, so. There's a there's an online um a website called Coursera. Their classes are drastically cheaper than the one Google's is offering. Theirs can be as cheap as $49 per month, meaning that you could do a six-month program in less than $300. So some of these online court, uh, learning places are like, oh, this is actually going to be really good for us because if the certificate is actually valued higher, then online learning is actually going to start growing faster. Or you could just do the good one, which is Khan Academy, which doesn't cost you anything. But E.T., you had something to say. 
Well, yeah, I, did, I, I look, you know, I pulled up this uh, grow, it's grow with Google, their new uh, career certificates. But what they do is they list, uh, they try to coax you a bit by listing uh, the medium uh, annual wage for each thing that they're offering. Uh, you know, the damn data analysts with median of 66,000 or project manager 93,000. My question is, is like, don't these guys have to be like, uh, like certified, like or an accredited? You know what I mean? Like you, you see a lot of these certificates offered at like colleges, community colleges, mm-hmm. or something like that, vocational schools. But uh, you know, it, it just seems weird. Like you said, Microsoft did it, and uh, Google. Do, do they have to like? Do they need some sort of certifications to to offer these themselves? You know what I mean? So the Microsoft ones have largely been um, been like like a huge uh, variety bag. So, right. like some of the Microsoft certifications are, are so difficult to obtain that it, it really will be the difference between getting a job and not getting a job if you happen to get that. But other ones aren't really as important. So, like you can get a certificate from Microsoft saying that you're good with Microsoft Word, and a lot of people are already good with Word. So you could probably get a job without that certificate. Um, right. You know, but th- there's some other ones which which are more along the lines of um, being certified in some of their uh, like their enterprise or server suites, where you're actually managing a lot of a lot of servers or a lot of computers, um, um, a lo- which is a lot more involved. Um, there's some security related ones, you know, for for you know protecting protecting your systems. Some of those, if you pass a certification program, it's going to be viewed as as, as much better. Um, it's interesting that that Google is like, oh no, you're going to make sixty five grand. Well, first of all, <laughs> you know, that's that seems like a lot. Uh, from certain parts of the world, and it seems like jack shit to other parts of the world, you know. So um, it's probably to their advantage because if they're having a hard time keeping people like physically in Silicon Valley because it's too expensive to live there, then this might be a great way for them to get those like geniuses. And but but to me, it's kind of exploitation because what they're what they could potentially be doing is saying, hey, everyone, pay for this. Right, which is going to make them money. They'll get their money back on the class, but then they're going to cherry pick from the best of the best, which means that you actually didn't get that sixty-five thousand dollar a year job. You didn't get any job. You're just yet another person that paid for an education and now is working somewhere without using it. So that's kind of my fear about right. something like this. I do love the idea, um, you know, that a six month certificate can get you a good paying job. I just wonder how practical it is, or if it's just really a scouting exploit that that google has invented i and i find it hard to believe that microsoft would hire someone with no experience in it but took their course and 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 scored high marks and and just make them a project manager for it right Right. away like i would i think they would expect anybody to have to work up to that role yeah, they'll probably pick people who have already worked in a role which exercises those skills. So let's say mm-hmm. let's say you've been managing um, you've been managing a restaurant for 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 the last five years of your career, and you just passed with flying colors on your certificate program for project management. You might already have all of the people skills that you need. You just needed to to pick up on the technical sides of this job. You needed to learn the software that people use, the the, the nomenclature, the culture. And you can learn that in six months. You might actually have already been a good candidate for this job, and the certificate program just puts you there. But meanwhile, you know, somebody who doesn't have any of those soft skills that they would have learned in their previous employment or or they would have learned in real life, um, Google's just going to overlook them like they would in any job interview. You know, they'll ask just right. the right questions and filter them out. Fair enough. Right. All right. Well, well 
you know that and that and the uh, the other caveat, which is that uh, much like how they look for people to come up with ideas to make into their own products, uh, they can, they they can do they can do the tier which is that they don't hire people directly anyways. They go through some third party contracting firm, so that if you have any if you have any actually chops. They don't have to pay insurance for you anyways, and they let this other third-party firm kind of deal with seeing if you're actually worth having around or not. And then they kind of do the whole analysis of how easy is it to replace you with somebody who will still work for the... Because the, they're not saying that that wage is guaranteed, right, Trace? Or they're like, they're, they're, no, those are just median wages. They're saying... Yeah, yeah they're really probably just... going on Glassdoor and like, oh, this is what an average pro- IT project <laughs> manager makes. True. But next topic we're going to talk about, which is actually going to be the main topic of the podcast. A um, little backstory. So I saw, I, I currently drive like a Kia Forte, right? It's, uh, and actually, you can, we can derive some other questions from this. Um, I've never oh, ever okay. had any brand, a, a Kia Forte. More like, more, like four, more like 40. Yeah. So it is 40. eight years old. And um, I've never, been like a brand loyal person a car is a car to me like best deal is kind of the best deal however this car has seen quite a bit of mileage and you know it's 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 seen its wear and tear and it's never given me knock on wood any major issues um so i think the next i'm 99 sure the next car i'm gonna buy is gonna be a kia just because i feel like that car was good to me you know um and and they're they have a new like 200,000 20 year like ridiculous warranty so that's also enticing in itself. You have to pay for it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I, th- there's a new SUV out. I don't even remember the name of it right now, but um, we, I saw a commercial for it on television. And um, the Canyon Arrow, the Telluride, I believe. Telluride. That's it. That's yeah. that's the one. I thought it was really slick looking. Um, I like the Souls. That was kind of the next one. I'm probably gonna was was looking at. And uh, Shauna was like, "Well, if you want it, like you should get it. Like you should buy that car." And I was just like. It's way. It's not that it's out of my price range. Could I afford it? Yes, but I just it would it. It just didn't feel. It wouldn't feel right to me if I bought that car, knowing that I could get a Soul for like, you know, eleven, twelve thousand dollars less, like a brand new Soul. So, or God for me, you know, if I wanted to get another Forte, I could do that um, for even a little bit less money, but not much. The Soul and the Forte now are practically identical in price, almost. But uh, it got it kind of sparked off a conversation where because I know a lot of people who are kind of the opposite that are like, if I'm going to buy a new car, I'm, I want something that I'm comfortable with that I really like, and I will pay the premium for that. Like to me, it's worth it. My argument is always, it's a depreciating value literally every day that you drive the thing. Like, so to, to put money into it, but to put extra money into it, let's say uh, to maybe upgrade it is a little bit crazy. And so I, I started to think about these other aspects, like, because yeah, I have other friends who are like, fuck buying a new car. I'm going to buy a used car or, I'm going to lease a car as opposed to buying one. And all these different nuances nuances on a day driver, on a daily driver, excuse me. Um, And I thought like, just on that aspect, what are, what is everyone's opinion on like uh, buying a car in general? Like how much, how much are you willing to spend on it? And how much is, you know, do you really like the vehicle worth it to you? Or does it just get you to A to B? And that's what's most important to you. Just to start the cut the topic off, don't be shy. Jump on in anytime. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I personally think, like, obviously, like, well, yeah, finances, you know, they play a big role in it, of course, if you can afford it, if you can't afford it. Um, like what you were saying with the, the Telluride, you're saying you could afford it, you know, but uh, it just didn't feel right. I don't know. I, f- I feel like if you like it and you can afford it, and it's not going to set you back. And it's I mean, w- realistically, what would the monthly difference be between that and a soul? Would, you know, I don't know. I just think that you, I've always been, uh, if you can do it and you want it, you should go for it. Cause uh, I don't know, uh, you know, so, so I, first of all, the term daily driver is suggestive, right? Because it kind of suggests that you have another car that you don't drive every day. Right. I think for a lot of people, their daily driver is actually their only car. So for a lot of people, the daily driver is, is their car. It's the car that they like. It's the car that they, that they drive and they might not even like it. Right. They, I think a lot of people, you know, buying a car, um, a lot of people, they'll go to a dealership, they'll like what they see, they'll purchase it. Um, and the whole, the whole dealership practice is, is, is very, very strange to me. Um, very snake oilish to me, the way that they kind of like, they kind of like, like pretend like they don't know what the price is. Um, <laughs> oh, well, this is how low we can go. That whole process is really weird to me. The, the fact they, they kind of force you into driving it, like as if you've never driven a car before. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, this handles really well. Well, the fuck, fucking course it does. But then like people buy their cars and they post a picture of themselves next to the car. And it's like, what? That's not an accomplishment. I guess maybe maybe it's a point in time. Like you just want to make sure that you remember when you bought it in case you have to, like somebody asks you, how long have you had that car? And you can go back and find that photo, but it's just a car, right? It's something somebody else made and you're just standing next to it. Um, so it, 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 it's an odd thing to me. It's, it's an odd thing to me how much pride people take in their daily drivers. It's an odd thing to me that they kind of celebrate when they go and buy a new daily driver. And then, Wade, to your point, the price, I find the price of cars to be completely out of control. And I don't even understand it. Like, people are perfectly fine spending $50,000 on a daily driver. But, you know, if, if they have to put $30,000 into repairing their home, they pretend like, like, like the end of the world has arrived. So I That's did. A, I point, just did a yeah. quick. I just did a quick estimate. So if I were to buy the Soul or the um, Tell you Tell you Drive Tell you Drive, I'm gonna fuck the name up. It is what it is. <laughs> there you go. Over a so uh, I'd say like a sixty month loan term, right? With down payments and trade in value and this and that. We're talking a difference of two hundred seventeen dollars a month for the Soul and four hundred thirty three dollars a month for the Tell you Drive. Yeah, it's substantial for sure. Like I said, neither of those numbers scare me, but the, what scares me is like over the course of, you know, 60 months, yeah, all that money could be sunk into like real estate or, or a house or something like that that would appreciate in value. Or, or that's like my that's magazine my, collection. Exactly. We could do that too. We could absolutely do that. <laughs> but that being said, I'm not saying that that viewpoint is the right viewpoint because I think there is some value in your viewpoint as well, ET, where you're saying like, no, man, if that's something that you're going to be in a lot of time, right? Like at least probably an hour, two hours a day at the very right. least, you should be enjoying it. You should, it should be the most comfortable kind of situation that you can afford. Right. Like I, I agree. I respect Agreed. that viewpoint. But Gunner. big shout, big shout out to Kia Soul though. Cause my last car was a Kia Soul and I loved it. Yeah. And that's, that. that's what I'm looking <laughs> at. 
Do you remember when people dry, tr- just drove cars that looked like cars and they weren't all like sport utility things? Do you remember that? Well, there there are no cars anymore. It's a di- it's a dying breed. It is. Yeah, Ford can't make really- Ford can't make money selling cars. They do, yeah, because I mean they have gotten rid of a lot of uh, models of, especially Ford, right? Like got rid of a bunch of stuff recently. Ford 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 is no longer making anything that would qualify as a sedan or a coupe. It is all with I think with the exception of the Mustang. But yeah. even that is like it, you know, but it, we're 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 kind of in this awkward spot which is that like I have a whole bunch of dilapidated heaps in various states. So like if you took all three cars together, there's like one actually decent amongst the pile. Cause like there's something critically wrong in all three of them. It's not the same thing. So you kind of like have to time out your, you have to time out your day on like, you know, I could just, I could just fix one, but that just seems like caving. And, but it's also like at this point, it's like, do you really want to at the point where like getting a, 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 a gasoline fueled car is a bad idea. Like, it's just, this is, this is, this is a stupid thing to kind of, you know, like you're, you're getting it, you're getting in it just the end of the horse, the horse era. Cause that's where Ford's problem is, is that they like, yeah. you know, like they, they, they're, they're making all these SUVs, but really the th- the fundamental problem is, is that they're making the wrong fucking widget for, yeah, the the twenties, as it were. And this is what's odd to me. Everyone just wants these big ass vehicles, but a lot of these people are the same. The same people that are crying that we're not concerned about the environment, and it's like, oh well, the government should fix that. My next car should just, just not just be better for the environment. And it's like, well, you could have bought one that was better for the environment. You could have bought a hybrid. You could have bought an electric car. You could have bought a fucking smaller car. It would have been. It would have been better for the environment. But, but no, I want to have a big car. <laughs> well, that's one. That's that's condescending. But two, uh, yeah, it's it's two. The, two. two. See, are the electric cars though affordable? That's what like, I'm saying. I'm looking, like, at, yeah, I'm looking like, at a list of electric cars. And they, like the cheapest one I can no. find is like thirty grand. Well, that's yeah, what I mean. It's, it's, it's a hot mess. But you know, and unfortunately, this is where this is where our people have kicked themselves in the dick. Because, like lithium, lithium is lithium is the the preferred, you know, like lithium is going to be the chemistry that gets you there. Mm-hmm. But GM bought like the I don't yeah I don't I'm trying to think what the term was. So do you do you remember the yeah you go back to the who 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 killed the electric car, but GM bought the patent. And all that stuff for the the nickel metal hydride battery that would have been kind of the like if you were gonna do you remember, you remember the Volt, which was yeah. that hybrid car the 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 their 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 like series hybrid that they did, where you have yeah. like you know because because the the crux is is that yeah you you have the Prius, like the, the the Prius is kind of the 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 optimum transitional technology for this kind of period in time, although the Prius sucks is kind of a driving experience, but if you just got, if you got to get somewhere, 
it it's like the fit you know it's just like this is this is this is the thing that checks the most boxes for transportation appliance the vault you know? was cool and, it was like it was like a generator strapped to an electric car yeah like it had a regular motor in it but its motor's only purpose was to recharge it <laughs> Well, and the the I mean, like the the Prius is kind of along similar lines too, and it's it's funny because the Prius is the same effective, you know, was the same effective design space. You know, it was it's a big nickel metal hydride battery pack versus like Tesla with their freaking lithium ion and stuff like that. And it wasn't all electric, but for most of the driving that you did, it it covered ninety percent of it. But you know, it was just a general just shut off. That's, yeah, it's not, it's not. I mean, you know, because it's, they're bad. I mean, do you own cars that shut off like when you stop? Oh, is he, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I do, I do, Can I, I tell do you a have, story about the Alero? Oh, yes. You had a, you had an engine, you had an elaborate prototype engine management system in yours. That thing would literally <laughs> just shut off. I remember the worst one we were, uh, I was getting off of uh, on 81 South from four, uh, Maybe before eighty one, before four eighty one, like off close to West Street, off of six ninety, <laughs> and the engine just died on the ramp. Just, just, like, just you everything, I, all systems just gone. Do you it know what I'm talking about, though? Because shut off, shuts off when you stop. Like that's a feature. Yeah, you know, yeah all these new cars do it now. My wife, uh, her car, she had a Jeep uh, Cherokee that did it. Where you, if you get to a stop sign, and the engine, yeah, it, it literally just shuts off. Like that's that's a feature though. Like it's intent. It's, yeah, it's, it's designed yes. it, to it's do intended. that. It's intended. I think like BMW was like one of the first ones I heard about doing them. And, yeah, like because it, and and the thing is, is that it also gets pitched wrong because it's not it's not it's not a fuel saving thing. It's an emissions control thing in urban in urban areas. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, because I wouldn't expect it to burn less fuel. Yeah, like, it seems like it seems like it'd be I worse, think, right? Yeah, to keep there's actually the there's more wear there's more wear and tear on the engine and actually like because you, you, depending on whether it's up to temp you can go into closed you can go to open loop again but yeah because that's the the gist is is that there's so much there's so much just additional atmospheric you know like basically there's so much shit just coming out sitting in sitting at, at idle can you imagine the, the, the <laughs> sorry keep going uh, but it, it's just it's 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 kind of dumb because again this gets into the whole if you if you have start stop then you should go all in and do the hybrid thing because that's the other thing too is that like you lose you, you know like the only part the only part that you get fuel savings is if you can save that if you can like kind of stash the energy that you lost when you had to make the car come to a stop right and use that to kind of kickstart you back on your way. Which the that electric cars are doing, right? Yes. They're, they're using the regen through the brake system. Yeah. Can you imagine being the guy that invented that starter? Um, you know, like the, the, the cars that shut off, let's say it's Jeeps, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy, and he's like an engineer for the starter for a Jeep. And, and his, the previous year before this feature was introduced, his starter had to survive about two to 3,000 starts. And if it survived 3000 starts, then, you know, then it was still, you know, it's still doing its job. 
and you know whatever the manufacturer's warranty is one year five years whatever um there's not a whole lot of starters getting replaced because you're only starting the car you know a, a few thousand times and then all of a sudden cars just start turning themselves off and starting themselves every time they reach a stop sign <laughs> and all of a sudden that the count the startup count for that poor little starter gets multiplied by like 20 more times um in its short lifespan you mentioned being that engineer well, what makes this what makes this even crazier is that as dumb as this sounds, you know, as dumb as this sounds, um, this is something that's been talked about since like the the late the like the late nineties. Because my father my father went to school for automotive engineering, and he got his you know I think it's the AESA or something like that. But he had their mag you know he had the 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 the, the organization magazine, but. The thing that they've been like dragging their dicks on for 30 years was that we are still using the same electrical system that came into use around like 1956. Like mm -hmm. cars still were using six volt, like 12 volt was the hot, the new hotness in 1956. Mm -hmm. And that should, was should great. We not be using 12 volt? Well, because the problem is, is that with 12 volt, you have to have like these ridiculously thick wires to mm -hmm. handle the amperage to drive these motors and stuff like that. And hybrids become way easier when you go to like 48 volts, which was what they were supposed to have done back in 1995. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe two cars in current production. And I think the, I think the, the Prius is one of them. And there's a Mercedes, but yeah, we're still, we're still here. We're, we're effective, you know, and that, that, that kind of gets into this idea of the daily driver, which is that effectively we're still in 1950s technology and we've put the equivalent, the, the electromechanical equivalent of an egg timer on to fix the fact that our stove doesn't turn, our, our stove isn't smart enough to turn off by itself, you know? Um, like, can, can you make similar arguments for all power delivery systems though? Because like, um, you know, like the 110 volt system that's coming into U.S. homes hasn't really changed a whole lot since. Well, since and that oh, and, that, and actually, right? that that's one of the things that they talk about, like lighting and stuff like that. It's it's one of the great inefficiencies in mo in most homes because you really, really, you should just go to LED. And if you go to LED, then you don't need the 110 volt. You know, like you should actually just have a ironically 12 volt or whatever mm -hmm. circuit dedicated just to lighting but we're never going to do it until either we all you have like spaceships a, or when you have like a second power line or would you have a transformer um it it where the power line meets your house well you'd, you'd really want a consolidation so you like you'd, you know like where your service panel is you, where you wire when you're doing your wiring to your room or something like that you'd have a dedicated circuit to handle internal lighting and like you know it may come to that now that we live in this fucking post-apocalyptic earth where we can't get nuclear plants and we're dependent on non-cloudy days and, uh, you know, the sky farting hard enough to, uh, keep, keep, uh, keep those, uh, big white bird killers turning. So a little less technical. Um, does anybody have, because I would love to, uh, I'm not in the situation right now, but I've been in the situation in the past. Does anyone have like an equation as to, how much money are you willing to put into a vehicle before you just say, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with it? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, There's, go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. Because my mine mine is mine is exceedingly gunnerish. So uh, I will listen to the practical answers. Um, what I've heard, Wade, is that um, when you're exceeding the amount of a car payment, and it, and if your time is worth money, then you have to put a price on your time as well. The time to schedule drop off pickup. I can't yeah, afford my own time. I can't afford my <laughs> own time, so I pay someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So it, it, if it's cheaper than a car payment, and the other thing you have to remember is that if if is what you're getting fixed going to just make you have to make the same investment again a month later, the right. same monetary investment is, is it, is it likely um, or not? And of course there's also comfort factors. Um, the fact that most modern car stereos come with modern car things like, um, you know, backup cameras and, you know, Bluetooth audio um, uh, not to mention stuff that has been coming standard for a long time, like power windows and and air conditioning. But at least the power windows and the air conditioning are, are, are functioning on the brand new model. They may no longer be functioning on the one that you have, and you might just be living with that. So, you know, you, you could put a price on the comfort as well. But generally speaking, it's usually you compare it to how much you'd be spending per month um, on a brand new car payment. So if you're putting, let's say the car payment is $400 a month, are you putting $400 a month into your car? Or is the inconvenience that you're spending on your car worth, you know, $400 a month or the combination thereof? I must, I must ask you, Eric Tyler. Yes, sir. The most important question. I'm here. How often, how, how often have you discarded this careful calculus? Because something was cool as fuck. Just, just in general. Like you knew this was a bad idea, you knew this was a bad idea, but it was cool as fuck, so you did it anyways. <laughs> Pertaining to what? You mean my vehicle? Yeah, vehicle or just just major purchase like that in general. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like, like, like you, you you needed this to live, and you had the responsible option, but you know, like, you know what? Like a fridge. Oh, I mean, <laughs> right? A fridge is a great example, right? You can buy a fridge for like five hundred bucks, but most people buy fridges for like three thousand dollars because they're so much cooler. That's true. Uh, I mean, I don't know if so I like, have a good answer for that. Like, would you, would you would you would you splurge for the fridge that somebody could hack and then have the animated GIF of somebody getting a giving themselves a, a giving themselves a handy? It's called jerking off. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't really, like I said, I don't know how to answer this. I, I don't know, nothing I can think of that comes to my mind of something that I've, you know. What, what so. Computer, that, too. Kind of, cell, phone. kind of, cell phone's a good example. You know, whenever you look at cell phones. It's like, like do you get I, I have, the plus or the S or the what? Sure, I have, uh, let's see, uh, iPhone 10, I don't know, XS is what I have. So somewhat splurge on a phone. I mean, I mean, like, when I paid off my next to last car, it was perfectly serviceable. I do kind of regret the whole situation that lent it to me because I had, I ended up at one point having three cars at the same time. And I sold the wrong two ones, and I kept or I kept the wrong one out of the three. Right, like knowingly kept the wrong one. 
Well, because like it was the least practical of it, and it's the one that's going to cause me cause me the most pain pain in my general unmentionables. So that's absolutely because the wrong one. Well, I mean, like it's it's still it's still it's as it, if any Honda could be cool, it's still the coolest one. I mean, except for an S two thousand or a Acura or an NSX, but it just you know, like it, it it's not the it's not the space hopper, it's not a hatchback. It's it's like the Goldie, you know, like I had I had the Goldilocks trio right there, and I ch- I I I, ch- I chose the Papa Bear, and it was the it was the it was not the right uh, it was not the right circumstances. Is this, is it's too hot. How did you get three cars? Yeah. How did how did you acquire three cars at once? <sighs> so I had paid off. So I bought when I got the, when I first had kind of started moving around at turning stone, I had bought a Honda fit because my daily driver was uh, subject to the same calculus that trace is talking about where it's, I had a 1999 Chevy Silverado pickup that I referred to as the redneck Lamborghini and not because, (laughs) uh, not because it was, exceedingly fancy which it was for a chevy um but because its repair bills were were it was because it's like hey let's pe- let's spend eight hundred dollars every two and a half months to get something sorted on this thing because it had a whole bunch of neglect uh before i got it and like it just it hit that age and i could i could have like worked through it but it's like i just needed something to be able to drive and not cost not get 11 miles a gallon so i ended up buying a honda fit and that was my daily forever. And then when I paid off my Honda Fit, I had a before midlife crisis and ended up buying a 2009 Civic Si. Uh, and before I got the Civic Si, I had kind of done I done the uh, buy a car on eBay without ever actually directly seeing it because you know you you live life dangerously. <laughs> and I ended up with a 2005 Honda Civic Si with 200 and something thousand miles on it. But it was a mechanic car, so he like won the. It's sad because the two hundred thousand mile car actually had better paint than my uh, my seventy thousand uh, Civic here. But uh, it didn't live in New York for most of its life, so that that's a good explanation as any. Isn't Japanese that like a fucking too. weird thing? Like I know there's some some truth to it, but like we as Central New Yorkers, because we deal so much with like the salt and the, and the, just the destroying of the undercarriages of our, or the eroding of the undercarriages of our vehicles. They were like, well, man, this car spent like, it has 250,000 miles on it, but it was, it was in Southern Pennsylvania. So it didn't (laughs) see the winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's more important to us. The body is more important to us than the motor. (laughs) Yeah. Such a rare thing. Well, I think you're right. Especially people who don't, aren't like, you know, like gearheads or whatever, because obviously that's the stuff they care about is how it looks. And, the interior and stuff like that. So I think yeah, you're right. The, the, the actual engine and uh, how good it is, is kind of takes a backseat to everything else. Yeah. You could replace the motor. <laughs> you can't replace a rotted out frame. True. Well, I mean, you, you can, you just have, to, it's just a lot of work and not very, not very fun. I'm in that. I'm in, I'm, uh, so, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, in a similar point. situation as Gunner because um, my daily driver uh, up until uh, up until recently, my daily driver was was a '91 um, that I I liked. I drove it because I thought it was cool. Um, cool to me though, right? It has personal 
it has sentimental attachments. So when I when I graduated high school, um, I used my um, my graduation party money to buy myself my first vehicle, and I bought myself uh, a, a, an old one of those old boxy Volkswagen Jettas that everyone remembers, you know, from the from the nineties, and. Um, that car ended up ended up uh, going to a junkyard um, a few years later, but I always wanted to have that car back. I really liked that car, and I I think it's mostly like you know nostalgia. But um, I found one for sale that was in good shape, but it was a very rare model, and uh, I ended up buying it. And what was fucked up is I go to pick up this car, and uh, and I'm and I'm going with 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 uh, with my friend Guinea, and um, which is his last name. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Irish, not Italian. Um, I go there with Guinea, and and there's this this 1991 Volkswagen Jetta, and then right next to it's a 2006 Volvo, and the Volvo has got like the um, what's the what's the four wheel drive feature that those come with, Gunner? What do they call it? Cross country or something? Oh, I I don't remember what the heck they call it. It's not but it's, it's not quadruple or something. something yeah, whatever that is. It was like a rare. It was a rare Volvo. Um, a station wagon. Um, and I, I look at Guinea and I go, what do you think? And he goes, he goes, I think that, uh, I think we should be, le-. they were both $1,900. And he goes, I think we should be leaving with a Volvo, but I think we're going to be leaving with a Volkswagen. And that's really describes that bad decision was we should have left with a Volvo and we ended up leaving with a Volkswagen. Now we didn't know the Volvo was there and for sale. It was just kind of like, oh, that seems like a pretty good deal. Um, and then we didn't take it. So I, I got this Volkswagen and it was one of the rarer versions of it, but the rarer version of it means that the parts are actually really hard. I mean, it's hard to find parts for some of the, like, like the, like the, the rare trim level packages, um, even with a new car. But you know, when, when that car is, is, you know, 25, 30 years old, sometimes they don't even manufacture those parts anymore, which means you have to either like, like go buy a used part or you have to, you know, hunt them down, um, in some obscure warehouse somewhere. So that's kind of the situation that I got myself into, but whatever. I mean, that's what you get for driving an odd car, but, um, something that I've never experienced in my life happened with this car. And as I was driving down the road, uh, bringing it home, um, it started to rain and, the, the windshield fogged up and I couldn't see out of the windshield. And, uh, I, I didn't know what to do because like the windshield wipers weren't helping. It just kept fogging up. So I turned the, the, the I turned the air on and then I turned the heat up and it was a hot day. So that just like made it worse for me inside the car, but whatever. Um, and it was slowly getting it away. And I ended up taking my shirt off while I was driving and rubbing the windshield down with my shirt while I was driving. Well, it turns out that this car is so old that the seal around the windshield has dry rotted and water just pours in through the windshield as you're driving down the road. Jesus. I mean, it's a very dangerous situation to put yourself into. And, uh, so that was my daily driver for like four years. And I would just like each, each spring, I mean, I, I would take it, I, I would, I would generally park it during the winter cause I didn't want the, the New York salt and winters to destroy it even further. And each spring I would, I would put a bead of, of, you know, silicone around the windshield, trying to hope, you know, that I wouldn't be caught in a situation where the rain was pouring in. Yeah. Every summer it would rain so hard that water would start coming in through my windshield as I was driving down the road. You had to, and you had to fix it. You had to fix that every uh, every year. You said you fixed that windshield. I just started bringing a rag with me when I drove. 
<laughs> yeah, because it probably wasn't worth it to just replace it, right? The windshield. Yeah, you know, some people said that I should like, you know, have somebody throw a rock at the windshield and put it in, put it in for glass coverage because it had it had it. Oh, there you go. But um, you know, that's fraud. <laughs> I guess it's true. Oh, sure. No fraudulent than Walmart taking your fucking change and just donating it. Very true. Or, say, or, 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 or saying that carpet that carpet wall smell is food and not fart. True. Some of it has to be fart. Where are we at on time? Uh, we're at an hour 12. Well, it is my job now to uh, perform the ritual to kill this show. <laughs> No, I know, I know. Why don't you come no. on next? Let's come on, come on another time, et. Keep me a, a continued guest. I would love to if you guys will have me back. I hope absolutely I pass, pass the test. What's uh, my you last question? Really, what's everyone's uh, daily driver right now? Just out of curiosity, I know we know Wade's. He just said, but oh, it depends on the day. So you still got like three or four cars? What you're telling me? So I'm not always well, having three cars. Gunner shows I'm, up I'm, in a different car every time he comes over. <laughs> I just got tires for the Civic, so it, it, it it's joining that rotation as well. Civic. Connor, you've blown more tires than anyone I've ever known. Yeah, see, that's the reason that Civic's not the daily... I mean, like, besides, like, I'm trying to get rid of it, but that's the reason the Civic's not the daily driver, is it's gone through two rims and five tires in the course of two years. Gunner is like that Savage 21 line in a Post Malone song, except it's how you got no garage and you got 12 cars. <laughs> I have well, I have the garage. It's just not up. Fair enough. So you don't have a garage then. Okay. Why, 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 are you being, why are you being completely correct? The most rude kind. I'm just oh messing with God. the gutter. Uh, how many cars so could my- you fit into that bad boy? This lab's poured, but how many, how many cars could you actually fit into that once it's up? Well, and attached. I mean, like, I mean, like technically four, but okay. And Eric, to answer your question, my uh, my daily, um, which I don't consider one because I don't drive anywhere. So I mean, can I call it a daily driver if I don't actually drive it everywhere? Definitely. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, is, my is daily. It, is it, you should phrase it: the car your wife allows you to drive. Yeah. There you go. It's it's essentially it's essentially Gunner's uh, um, Civic, without without as fast of a motor and four wheel drive. I drive a, a Honda CRV and it's a 2006, so it's old. But um, yeah, I, your, your, yours, yours is actually bigger than mine. I I've I've heard that, and uh, the <clears throat> it's the most reliable vehicle I've ever owned, which is what's odd. I think it's the ugliest I've ever owned as well. Right. I think the CRV is a, a really, especially back then. Now they look more like a generic SUV, but back then they were really, really they it, they like had an identity crisis. They didn't know if they wanted to be like like a like a Jeep Wrangler or or an SUV, and they ended up looking like neither. <laughs> well, no, they were they were they were a Civic. You could fight the apocalypse in because I I don't know. And again, like because that that's actually literally what they were built on. Speaking of fighting, specific. I'm not going to fight any longer. <laughs> the show is getting killed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but with that, Snake, I am killing it. Uh, E.T., thank you for joining us, man. It was a pleasure to have you on, and I absolutely would love to have you on again. Uh, of course. If, uh, if you had a good enough time. 
had a great time. I'll, I'll be back soon. I promise. All right, folks, you heard him say it. So now we're keeping him to it. We will absolutely have, have you on again. Um, anybody, uh, comments, questions. We still haven't gotten much feedback. We did get a little bit of feedback on the, uh, format. Um, and it was pretty positive. So I think we'll probably continue to do it this way for, uh, so long as people like it. Um, share us, uh, give us a share, give us a shout and, uh, and let us know what you think. Um, Thanks, everybody, for coming on and going to take us on out of here. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake.